about Christ, the church, and culture. I'm Wandolin Stokes. Some call me Pastor Wandolin Stokes. Some call me Overseer Wandolin Stokes. Some just call me Wandolin. Some can't really pronounce it, so they call me Jurandolin, Gwendolyn, Wonder, Wonderful. Um, and then some call me Professor Stokes. And some just say, hey girl, you that girl from Atlanta. <laughs> but actually, who am I? It kind of seems like uh, all my life I've kind of been on this quest of trying to understand who I am. Why? Because sometimes when you're given so much from God, it's it, it can be complex. You recognize it as a calling, a summoning that comes from him, but sometimes it can just be very difficult to kind of wrestle with um, who you really are. And so as I begin to try to unpack that and just kind of thinking about my purpose and who I am and who I'm supposed to be, I just didn't really know. And so the closest thing or person whom I could mirror myself after would be Christ. In that, being a part of Christ and Christ being in me, he came into my life at a very young age. I was um, a teenager, about 13, 14 years old, and I, I, I just began to fall in love because he helped me through a lot of those teenage crises that we go through, you know, I wanted to have a little boyfriend and, um, <laughs> and um, you know, I couldn't get the attention that I wanted, like, from the guys. And so I would kind of, you know, like, walk and switch and do what I needed to do. And child, they would pay me a bit of attention. And, um, and then I was an overweight girl, overweight teenager. And um, and so some would call me Buffy, some would call me various names, and it really pulled on me. It pulled on my esteem and the concept of who I am um, as Wanderlyn. And I could remember as a little child, people said, oh, that little cute little fat baby, that cute little fat baby. And, you know, and all of that was playing back in my mind. So I'm like, well, why were they saying cute fat baby and then over here they're calling me Buffy short for Buffalo and so my mind was kind of going back and forth as I was trying to come in who I am as a teenager and I'll never forget the time when I really thought about committing suicide because I just did not like me. I was at that time the only one in my family I was a middle child, only one in my family that had all of this extra weight, right? That was either cute, fat, or buffy. Um, but I, I just didn't understand it. So 
Why are people calling me Buffy? Why are people walking by and just looking at me and not saying a word? Um, why is it when I'm at the mall and I'm just walking to the store, there are young guys who pull up in the car and say, hey, old fat girl, you know, why, why, why? And it, and it brought me to a point that I was so low that I actually uh, tried to commit suicide uh, in my bedroom. And what I did was, I took a knife out of the kitchen and I put it towards my stomach area. And when I started to dig it into my stomach, I heard the voice of the Lord. That was the very first time I really heard the voice of God. And he said to me, precious, your life is so much worth more. And when I heard God say that, it was something about the way he spoke in my ear that caused me to begin to have more confidence and to begin to feel the value and the worth that he had instilled in me that I didn't need from others, but he instilled it in me. And I began to reach out for it more because I knew the times when I was almost going back down to low and empty and it kept me reaching out to him. Well, I was just trying to save myself from trying to commit suicide again. But what God was doing, he was perfecting a walk in me. He was uh, perfecting um, my relationship with him. He was perfecting uh, my communion with him. And so as I began to evolve and, and grow up, and by the time I became a graduate, uh, graduated from high school, then I was like, wow, hey, I am somebody. I have confidence. Did I get smaller? No, I got bigger. <laughs> but I gained more confidence in who I am. Because I realized that it was the inner me that needed healing first before we get to the external me. And so it was during that time, graduating from high school, as I began to just trying to grow and evolve. And I said, well, I'm going to go to Atlanta. I was born and raised in Savannah, Georgia. And I said, I'm going to go. Um, go to Atlanta and go to Clark, Atlanta University. And I'll never forget in my senior year in high school, I was working at Burger King. And before I was hired, I was trying to get a letter from like the Church of God in Christ, right? Because at that time we couldn't wear pants. And the uniform was, you know, a top and pants. And I was like, can I wear my skirt? <laughs> you know, my mom could make me a skirt, right? They were like, no. You've got to wear the pants. So I wore the pants. I felt condemned. But then afterwards, I got free and free now. But anyway, uh, and so uh, when I was hired, they put me on drive through And it was cold. And I was like, why are y'all going to drive through I would much rather be in the front dealing with the customers that walk in. But they put me on drive through So there I am, you know. Hello, welcome to Burger King. I take your order. Yeah, I like a Whopper. Uh, give me some mustard and um, some extra onions and then cut it in half. All right, thank you. And then I'm like, all right, calling out the order. A Whopper, add extra mustard, extra onions. All right, cut in half. And I'm going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And um, it was during that time that 
I was really before a microphone. I didn't know that God was starting purpose <laughs> in my life. He was he was starting to grow me. It was there at that fast food chain that I learned how to work a mic, that I learned how to have good customer service, right? I learned how to deal with people from various backgrounds. I learned how to remember orders, <laughs> right? Hearing orders from God, remembering what people need prayer for. It was there that God began to cultivate me. And I thank God because <laughs> right before I got ready to come to Atlanta, there was a robbery and a guy came in and, and we all were held hostage. And my life could have been taken at that moment. But I remember what God said to me when I tried to commit suicide. And he said, precious, your life is worth so much more. And God covered me and he covered everyone else. And they ended up catching the guy. But that began to tell me, you, you've got purpose. There's more for you to do. And sometimes we can just get caught up in how we feel about ourselves, that we don't come out of ourselves and walk into the purpose that God has for our life. And so now I'm in college. Now I'm doing great things and I'm on the radio on WCLK on the Clark Atlanta University's campus. And I'm doing great in school and I'm, and I'm challenged, challenged with financial aid, challenged with wondering if I'm gonna be able to finish the semester because I don't have enough money. Wondering, um, didn't have enough money to be in the dormitory. So I had to stay in an apartment on Magnolia Terrace in Vine City. I didn't have a bed to sleep on. Was living in conditions that were just not right for anyone. Rusty water coming out of the tub. Trying to scrape up dollars, a dollar and 25 cents so that I could go to church's chicken to get me a two piece. Now you can get 25 pieces, right? For two dollars. Trying to make it happen. Trying to work piece of a car, with 75 LTD. Trying to make it go to school, come back, not knowing whether I'll eat or do anything. On the radio, everybody, oh, everybody knows Wandalyn Stokes. That's the radio girl from Atlanta. <laughs> but didn't know that I was hungry. Didn't know that I was living really in poverty conditions. Then it was a few years after that, that I got sick and I had to withdraw from school and have surgery. And you know how that can be trying to keep up with your professors and trying to make sure that they can kind of help you through this challenging time in your life. And it was just difficult, but still being Wandalyn Stokes. And so there I was in the midst of now, young adult, college student, doing my thing, going to church, going to midnight special, Sunday service, doing all of that, and uh, still trying to figure it out. What is my call? What is my purpose? And so I came to this conclusion during that time because I was going through so much that it was what I was supposed to be doing. I was supposed to be going through. I was supposed to be suffering. I was supposed to be sacrificing. 
I was supposed to be going through the pain that I was going through. And so I began to welcome pain. I began to welcome hardship because I thought it was a part of the call. I thought it was a part of the sacrifice. And I thought I was giving God honor and, and, and walking out this, this walk as a Christian because I'm going through. So don't have no money. Ah, that's a good thing. So I'm representing Christ. Don't have no food. Ah, it's a good thing. Because I'm representing Christ. Don't have financial assistance. It's a good thing. I'm representing Christ. Going to church, hearing the gospel, and having preachers and prophets call me out and prophesy doom because they were intimidated by the anointing that was on my life. But it's okay because I'm a child of God and I'm representing Christ. Being misused, falsely accused, representing Christ. To one day, the Lord used a friend of mine. I'll never forget her name, Penny. And she said, you're representing Christ, but you are not Christ. You got to remember that Christ suffered for you. Christ sacrificed for you. Yeah, you're going to go through some things in life. You're going to have some peaks and some valleys, some highs and some lows. But you don't have to take it on. God has so much more for you. And she didn't even know how much God used her to turn my life around. It was at that moment that I began to feel and know it's okay to be joyful. It's okay to laugh. It's okay to live. It, it's okay to be. It, it, it's okay to become. It's it's okay. You, you, you Wanderlin Stokes, you, you can be a student, professor, doctor, lawyer, preacher, prophet, whatever, because you have value and you are precious in the sight of God. Here we go again. God always stepping in my stuff, right? God always getting me right before I sink. God always bringing me to a place where I can understand my value and I can move forward in that. Yeah. Just wandering the church. Now I'm a pastor. Uh, now I'm an overseer. I uh, don't really like that much, uh, that title, because it's just so much that comes with it. I, I, I don't care about being like just a pastor because I love loving people. I love discipling. I love seeing people grow. And, um, and, and when I was coming up as a pastor, developing as a pastor, um, the leaders that I had before did not understand the calling on my life. And I didn't understand it either, but I knew that God had put it in me. 
And I knew that God had called me to do it because I, I didn't want to do the preaching thing. I just wanted to do like television and radio because I didn't want to mess up my voice doing all that preaching. See it, see it. You know, I, that's that's not me. And, and, and so, but I, but I was willing to say yes. And so, whichever way God was going to like take me, you know, that's why when I was at Clark, I was majoring in mass communication, broadcast, and marketing because that's the route I was going. And and then. Being a part of a record label and, and being VP and, and signing artists and things of that nature, I was doing gospel music and, and crafting artists and things of that nature. So I was like, hey, cool, chill, yes. But God said, but I also have the call on you to be a pastor and then the audacity uh, to call you to preach, right? Being a black woman. Oh, come on here. You know, sometimes uh, my brothers, my co-laborers, now do have some who embrace and love and believe that God does call certain women to pastor and to preach. I uh, have my brothers who believe that God has called some women to pastor and to preach, and they're cool with it. And then there are others who are still kind of wrestling with it, and some who don't like it at all. And so sometimes I found myself like going to churches and places where uh, I was just a token. I was just a token, just a satisfied women in their church. They would bring in a female to come and preach or teach. Uh, and then others, I, I was going there and just declaring the gospel of the Lord. And sometimes they wouldn't let me go in the pulpit. They would let others go into the pulpit, but not me. But you know what? Listen, a lot of my mentors, female mentors during that time said, listen, no matter where they have you to stand, just preach the gospel because that's what you've been called to do. And so, you know, that's what I've been doing. Has it been easy? Of course not. <laughs> Are you giving the same honorariums as, as our brothers? No. <laughs> do they always embrace you? No. But when you go forth, do you obey the will of the Lord? And do you say what God wants you to say? Yes. Right. And so I get pleasure out of knowing that I please God because that's why I do it. I'm not in it for money. I'm not in it for fame. I just believe in the gospel. I believe in the word. And so I believe it's part of the mandate for me to get it out to the masses. That's why, hey, listen, just wandering the podcast. That's why I'm doing it. Because this is another way that I can communicate my faith and I can talk about Christ, I can talk about church, and I can talk about the culture. And even in this culture that we're living in today and even in this, this year and this season and this pandemic and political unrest, uh, racial injustices that are happening we're in this pandemic, we've got unemployment, we've got wildfires, we've got hurricanes, we have tornadoes, we have earthquakes, we have floods, we have people employed, underemployed, people starting businesses. We have the good and the bad. We have it all mixed in together. And um, how do we survive? How do we keep going? You know what you do? You just keep going because we're in a season where it's not easy. And when it's not easy, it requires a certain type of effort, certain type of strength. And sometimes you have to take time to reboot, to replenish yourself because you cannot afford to stop. You cannot quit. Quitting is not an option. And so in this time, you can blossom. The God I serve is able to give you plenty, even in a famine. The God we serve is able to bring the sun, 
even in the midst of a storm. God, I serve, is able to fulfill in the midst of your emptiness. How do I know? Because it's what I've experienced. It's what I've gone through. It's what I'm going through. And guess what? I wouldn't trade anything for the journey. I thank God for every experience. I thank God for every lesson. I thank God for every growing pain. I thank God for how I have evolved, how I have come to know him. And you remember the passage that says, and we know that all things work together for the good of them who love the Lord, those who called according to his purpose. What I come to realize is that we don't just have one purpose. We have many purposes in life that are unveiled and released at different seasons in our life. So perhaps when you entered this year, you thought you had this purpose. And as the year began to go forth, you realize that there is another purpose within the inside of you. So I just want you to stay with us and uh, stick with Just Wandelin, the podcast. It'll just be conversations. We're just gonna keep it real. We're going to talk about things that affect you and things that will inspire you and things that will encourage you along the way. Yeah, who am I? Wandelin Stokes. Pastor Wandelin Stokes. Overseer Wandelin Stokes. (laughs) Reverend Stokes. Hey, Professor Stokes. Who am I really? I'm just wandering, child of king, who has purpose, who has destiny, and who has a call and anointing on her life, and it ain't over. And guess what? It's not over for you. So stay connected to us. Stay connected to Just Wandering, and we'll always be relatable will always have just candid conversation about Christ, about the church, and about culture.